I mean, he was giving See, himself the compliment, and that's fine. He deserves it. <laughs> I, you're right. You're right. You know, are you okay? I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> Got it. We have a lot to get o go over because this new EP, I'm. I love it. I, I remember when you first dropped it and you sent me famous and I, I I thought the song was super strong. Can you tell me the story behind it? Because there's interesting there, I perceive it one way, but I'm interested obviously whose mind did it really come from? Yeah, the song is I'm not famous actually. Sorry, I'm no, not that's famous. Fine. I know I know what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it. It's his favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I, I know he does. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first song we wrote for the EP. And uh that kind of came with the experience that we had with I'm Ready. So we okay. had that one song and we would stand in these meet and greets and people would come up to us and say, what's it like to be famous? And we would always just say, we're not famous because we weren't. Like we had one song and it <laughs> yeah. did well, but that doesn't mean we're famous. Yeah, there's a big difference between having a song and being an artist, you it, know? Yes. So, yeah. So uh, we decided to kind of take a positive spin on that and write a song about how great it is to not be famous, how you can be your weird self. You can do what you want and no one could, could give a seriously. Who's writing that? Who, who started I'm Not Famous? Was it you, Jack? I'm trying to think. I came up with the initial line, like, I'm not famous. Okay. And then it was really just the three of us from there on. Because it's a, you know, the whole song is an interesting view on fame and what fame is. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're on this journey. What is the goal? If it is not fame, is it just to get your art? What is uh, it? It's a great question. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Yeah, I, I think that there are really some downsides to fame in, in our modern culture, especially with like vine being so big and instagram yeah. and you could be all different types of famous now you're insta famous or you're vine famous or whatever um i think that our biggest goal is to get the music out there as much as possible and keep it music first and everything else does second. everything else dilute the art right when you look at like vine you look at youtube and you look at the, the how easy music is consumed right mm -hmm. and how easy it is for any musician to really get their stuff out there does that dilute the value of like maybe the hard work that you guys put in like in your house recording music I don't know if it dilutes. I feel like it it ups our game because there's that much more competition out there. Yeah. There's just everybody has a song now, so you have to figure out what what can you do to be better than everyone else's song and more unique and more creative and more And honest. it is and it is hard. Like I feel like I'm not ready was a big deal obviously for you guys cuz it's it actually huge. I'm ready. You're you're flipping Jesus. the uh, <laughs> huge yeah. fan oh of you guys. Just let's reiterate that. I'm telling you. <laughs> he said I'm not ready. Oh, I'm not. It's ready. really opposites I, I, you. <laughs> I just, you know, nuances. I'm just it's glossing exactly, over all of it. We go back. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a game-changing song, though, because it was, I mean, obviously it brought fans to you, it brought money to you for the first time for music that you've ever experienced, uh, you know, uh, from my just kind of like watching you guys, that was a huge song, mm -hmm. but it also sets the bar super freaking high for anything else you're ever going to put out, hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think It's that, your first single and radio's playing it, that's a big one. Right, yeah, and I think just from what the song was, it's it's a very weird song, it yeah. has like dubstep and spongebob and <laughs> hand claps and a piano part it's just a quirky song and i don't think anything really sounded like it before it and i don't think anything has really come out after that no. sounds like it um and that's good and bad but it's just like a quirky song and i think that because it was so weird it opened up a lot of space for us to try out different avenues and yeah. then so on the album that we put out called living room after i'm ready we got to try all these different pieces of what i'm ready hinted at yes and kind of pick what we liked the most um, and so I think w to answer your question about setting the bar high, I think we tried to expand in different ways. And I think we tried to mostly expand with lyrics on uh -huh. our next kind of step of our journey. Cool. Um, I think the production and the melodies and the coolness of that, we, we tried to keep. And then on top of that, throw in like the most personal honest, um, unique lyrics we could. What are the changes, in your opinion, the big ones, the glaring ones between Living Room and the latest EP, What's Everyone Thinking? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I mean, like he said, it's really lyrical. I, I feel like lyrics are just the way music is going now. We have Mike Posner. I took a yeah. pill in Ibiza to show Avicii. I was cool. Like, how much more personal can you get? Mm-hmm. We have Alessia Cara coming out. Pilot. 21 oh. Pilots. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we just see how well these artists are doing. And it's, it's because the fans connect so much to every lyric that they're saying. They're saying, I hear that and I've been through that. Yes. And it's just so powerful. And, and yeah, we also just came yeah. off of a tour with Ingrid Michaelson. And oh, I mean, awesome. yeah, talk about like somebody who writes exactly from the heart. And yeah. going back to your question about fame, we think a lot about what kind of artists we would want to be famous like. Yeah. And I feel like people like Ingrid Michaelson who could write an album and then go work on something else for two years and then come back and yeah. write another album and then mm. still be able to tour. And like, also go out on the street without having yeah. 10,000 mm-hmm. people bother her. She's you know? the healthy amount of low-key. Exactly. You know? it's like, all not about too low-key, totally. but like the right amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her wow. Vampire Weekend, like yeah, those kind like of artists have a, a really good balance. But you're talking about lyrical meaning, mm-hmm. right? Like... No Grass Today, that song resonates with me, one, you know, I like weed, uh, number one. But number two, like, how it plays and, like, was that you, Jack? No, that was... Who came up with that? All of the songs are yeah. kind of a combination. Yeah, can you explain this to me? Yeah. Like, like do you so just all random. have the same emotions and feelings towards everything? Oh, I, yeah, okay. So it usually starts with one person, then that person brings it to the group, and we kind of all make okay, changes. Okay, so no grass today. It. I think that started with that him. was me because yes. I, yeah, like I, I, I guess I used to smoke more in in high school and stuff, yeah. and I kind of stopped because it just wasn't for me. And I was thinking, like, there's so many kind of Wiz Khalifa glorifying marijuana songs yeah. uh, out there, and there isn't the song for people that tried it it's not for them but but like one of the lyrics is who am i to take away what makes you feel so great like i'm not going to tell you to stop doing it just yeah it's not an anti-weed song in the slightest no it's It's not for me but it works for you concert smoke in the like have fun (laughs) totally fine with us but we're just not going to do you know yeah we thought that was kind of an interesting perspective on marijuana legalization that hasn't really been said yet Uh, so you're obviously like before you're going into the studio you're 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 students of music you you like to learn from what's around you and you like to see what's already out there so you can create accordingly right you Mm -hmm. you look for the gaps that are open totally yeah, well when you were creating, what's everyone thinking? What was the gap that was open in your mind? Was there a gap open, or were you just kind of just fighting for your own yeah, position? Absolutely, definitely. I mean, we listen to the radio so much, and we listen to Spotify, and try and consume as much different music as possible. And there are so many songs that are about empowerment and strength, and kind of being like your best self. And one of the, the lead single off this EP is "Weak," and we kind of wanted to go into this song doing the opposite of that, like saying it's okay to be human, it's okay to give in tempta- into temptation. Yeah. It's okay to be weak, and no one's really saying that. So we wanted to find, uh, like you were saying, those gaps. What is nobody saying? So the full title, if we had to give it a longer title, is what everyone's thinking, but what no one's saying. That's so. mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Are weak and no grass today kind of connected in a way at all? That's a good question. That is a good question. Good job, yeah, Dan. I, I feel like you could draw connections between a lot of the songs on the EP just because they're all exactly how we feel. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think how they're connected so then they're probably not i think i guess they're connected <laughs> well through you like, do say one um, hit is bad for me and then no grass today you're talking like i don't need that to go on stage right yeah, like, right exactly they, i was thinking if they're connected at all that way i don't think so to be 100 percent honest you I know think, what I, yeah. I can figure out how to connect then them. ignore that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like they're connected in terms of this is what society is saying i should be doing this is how i actually feel and those kind of butting okay. heads i think a lot of the ep and our upcoming album is gonna kind of have that feeling yeah. Cool. Did you do this EP in your living room? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice. It's a thing for you guys. Is that like, is there a reason behind it? I mean, I'm sure, I mean, 
you can afford a studio, I'm sure, but like, mm. is there like a sentimental purpose? Yeah, it's not really like a shtick for us, like to tell everyone, look, we're doing it in the living room. Yeah. It's more like, it's just better for us. I mean, with a studio, you're paying per hour, you're paying for yeah. creativity, which is, I feel is super unhealthy. Uh, you should be able to go in for as much time as you want, get all of your stuff done, and then just go. And we're also able to be in our boxers, in our underwear, and roll out of bed at, at 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, and just important. make a song, you know. But um, that helps with the creative process, right? Absolutely. For comfort, and you guys know it. You're you're there. Totally. It's literally your home. You can be doing whatever, wherever, whenever. We've exactly. spent a lot of time in big studios because we also write for other artists. Yeah, I'll get so, to that. Yeah, okay. So uh, when we are in with those bigger artists, we kind of get to see the culture. And I think a lot of times the tendency is we're here for these eight hours. Yeah. Let's get moving. Let's go on Spotify, today's top hits, see what's in right now. Oh, I want to write a song like oh, that. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So yeah. I, that's oh. we, we try not to work like that. And I'm not gonna call out any names of people that do that. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Just, wow. That's, that's nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, oh. and it, that's just not our favorite way to work. I'd rather work for the That a just place ruins of, it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like finding out how the sausage is made, but like worse. Like this is like how contaminated sausage is made. I bet you, you some don't of your hear favorite that just songs from... are made that way, Zach. Yeah, yeah but exactly. No, but if you listen, that, like somebody goes in there and they go, "Oh, these are the songs I want to sound like." Right? Like, it, like if you're coming in as an artist, like shouldn't you have something developed? You should have some form of an idea. You should have some form of an identity before you walk into a studio and you're about to release a song that's going to be attached to you for the rest of your freaking life. Yeah, but that's the difference right. between an artist and a song. You know? Yeah, you're right. Trying to build yourself into something that's individual and something that's different from everybody else. Spot yeah. on. I, I think you probably could tell. Like before I even said that, you could probably probably tell that oh this song sounds like yes. these two songs and they kind of put it together and that's not the worst way to do it there are big hits that are like do that you, have you been in a studio session and written a song off of a mandate that we try not to we we see the tendency to do that when we work with other writers or artists and we yeah. try it and be like well let's take a step back let's try and think of Something new, something more personal that comes from Yeah, sometimes it'll be like, I like the drop from this song. Let's do the identical, like the exact same drop as right. this. You know, we'll be like, okay, yeah, you know. Sure. Are your glasses getting foggy over there? I'm just crying just over here. Just the steam it's, from it's you, Zach. It's just like Control over. yourself, okay? <laughs> Who, who's making all the cool sounds and samples that you guys use in your songs? Because there are tons of them. Uh, it's... Pretty much all of us, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, literally just pointed at himself. Or no, 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 not oh, me. Is he pointing this one? <laughs> yeah, well, we have something called spokestep, and we and we made this word up, and it's it's essentially all that cutting up, like, of vocals that you hear. It's like the same concept as dubstep, where a DJ would cut up a bass, and you know, but with vocals. So we have, you know, like, throughout so pretty much all So it's mostly all vocals. Like, you wouldn't take... A- Let's say a, a beer bottle or a fart or something and just use that. <laughs> we have done that before, but for those designated parts, it's all vocals. Like Ryan will go, ah, and then he'll pitch it up and put an effect on it. So Mess it sounds like, it like, you know. Yeah, and usually we'll use the sample machine. We, we'll, we'll probably do a performance later. We'll show you. We'll play it out on that. Yeah. We'll do it on the sample machine. Didn't you use, like, pots and pans for something, though, on this most recent one? Yeah, and that's Stuff also what's good about being in a living room. Like, oh, pots works. <laughs> Here, like, I, if I'm in a studio, like, where's the cabinet that yeah. has the pots and pans in it? Like, you know. But it also helps you keep things creatively different, right? When yeah. AJR gets together, you're in your living room making the sounds as you need them on your own. And then when you go into a real studio, you're... Kind of with whoever it is you're doing a session for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the three of you go into a session, or Dude, I, mean, I think it's usually us two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you vote Adam off that island? <laughs> and Adam, think, what do you do? 
I mean, <laughs> no, it's a good question. We each have like very different roles within the band, and I take on a lot of the management stuff. So I do a lot of like the business and arranging everything. And I mean, Jack is the one who talks to all the managers directly to set up the sessions, and then Ryan wow. is the one who does like the production while they're in the session. So look at this. Uh, like we each have our our own roles, and it works. So yeah, well-oiled machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's the last session session with? Who was the last session with? Oof. We're writing for uh, I don't know if it'll come out. So actually, I don't know. I don't want to say it yet. Um, yeah, so we wrote uh, some Andy Grammer uh, okay. oh, cool. singles. Um, you, wait, was it somebody different than Andy Grammer? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, he was gonna say Major Lazer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't done a session with Diplo, yet, but but we're writing a song that has a lot of interest. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Diplo wrote around back that camp saying great Diplo that, wrote so. back. Yeah, Diplo wrote back cool. saying sounds dope. What? So can you ask wow, for anything? More? That's classic Diplo. <laughs> That's right? a win. That's it. <laughs> He doesn't even need to cut it. I just needed that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Honey, I'm good. Was that your Andy Grammer song? No. no. Uh, we we wrote, the one um, after that. Good to be alive. Yes. And back home, which was the one before. One before yes. Good. Yeah. good to be alive. I love you like that, that one? song. Yeah. I remember we met. Uh, we we got together right when that song or had just released. I remember that. It was a couple months ago. Got some Thai food. Well, yeah, oh, we that's did. Right. Got some pho. 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 I think it's pho, but us in America, it, we call it pho. Oh, okay. Uh, just trying to be exotic and I'm, should not cultured. have said anything. Really. <laughs> <laughs> what was that session like with Andy? It's good. Awesome. I, I love working with Andy. Um, so it's just you? Yeah, that or one Andy, was just Yeah, me. it was just him. Some of them, like we worked with uh, Rachel Platten and that was the two of us. Okay. Um, but yeah, with Andy, it was just me. Um, it's good. It, it's it, We usually start with like uh, just talking about what's going on in each other's lives. Usually him. Like yeah. usually when you're working with the artist, you kind of get out of the artist what's going on how they're yeah. interpreting what's going on around them um and he was just in a place of like obviously being incredibly happy with the success of honey i'm good and kind of feeling this very raw emotion of it's good to be alive right about now and i i stepped in and you captured it. it beautiful captured lightning in a bottle <laughs> <laughs> how do you decide which artists you're going to work with or do you have like a do, do you run it through a filter we, we, i mean when it comes down to me, like, okay, yeah, so there's multiple things that happen. There's me sitting at a computer writing to as many artists as I can think of, hey, let's do a session, or there's me responding to people asking us to yeah. do sessions. Uh, for the first one, it's kind of just anyone. You know, we really want to challenge ourselves. Like, we, we're not going to say, no, we won't write a country song. We've been in country sessions. We've been in hip-hop sessions and pop sessions. It's you should really hear this demo that they did for Fetty Wap. For, and it's yeah. like Future. Oh, for Future, we sorry. Wrote a, we wrote a song recently and, and are pitching it around, like, for Future, a feature on it. And he, That's like, amazing. changed his voice on he it. So it, it sounds identical to Future. It's just really fun <laughs> for us to explore all the different genres. Yeah. Wow. So why don't you just release it yourself? As future. <laughs> yeah, future. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah. So that's a really good question, actually, and I can turn that into a serious thing okay. that, that we can talk You're about. You're just, like, um, pivoting all over the yeah, place. Yeah, just yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, uh, so we've been doing this for, like, ten years, and before we really decided on what AJR sound was, we tried experimenting in all these different things, because I think when you're a producer and a writer, you have, like, creative urges, and you're yeah. like, whoa, that... Uh, future song sounds amazing. I want to do something like that or that Sean Mendez song or Mumford and Sons mm -hmm. or whatever. So I think for a while, AJR sound was kind of scattered. And I think probably the best thing we could have done for AJR sound was go work with all these other artists because mm -hmm. you kind of get it out of your system. Like yeah. you know what it's like to write a super urban future song because you wrote it for future. And then you can come back to AJR and say, this is what our sound is. This is what yeah. we have to say that's really unique. You're also learning new things in every single session. Like, there's big takeaways yeah. for you guys, I mean, professionally and obviously creatively, that you're just learning. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it's cool. Everybody we write with, we wrote with uh, Ingrid Michelson. So we, d we did a song with Ingrid. That's cool. Um, and she has such an interesting way of writing that uh, 
is very different than ours. I think she really goes with uh, gut feeling. Okay. Like, even if it doesn't make perfect sense, if you wrote everything out, it just needs to, like, feel good to her. I understand have a vibe that, though. to it. There's some um, songs that if you break them down, they make zero effing sense. Yeah. But, but they the words sound good. good. They, they feel, feel good, good and yeah. the words sound good together. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so I, I feel like we learn something from every session we go. Yeah, also someone like Ingrid Michaelson, who's had like eight hits, it's kind of just like, we're not going to do anything. Teach us what you do yeah. to yeah. like get this successful, you know? What is the goal for you guys this year? Obviously, you're going on a, a tour. Some of the dates yes. are sold out. Yeah. But you got to check it out. Seriously, it's it's the What's Everybody's Thinking th- Tour. What everyone's, what everyone's thinking. thinking. You've gotten what's every name wrong. So oh, out of here. <laughs> Three strikes, I'm done. Yeah. What's it's everyone thinking? What everyone's thinking. What's everyone's thinking. <laughs> Still wrong somehow. He, he over-prepped. That's his problem. Uh, okay. You know, Heather? Yeah. No way. No, it's, okay. it's the What Everyone's Thinking Tour, and it's our first <laughs> major headline tour, and we're playing about three weeks of dates in the U.S. And like, like, like you said, like some of the dates are sold out already. We never, ever thought we'd be a band that could sell out a date, let alone, like, sell a ticket to a date. Because, like, I say this a lot. Um, I mean, in a world today where Netflix is the best thing in the world, the fact that we can get someone to close their computer screen, get in their car and drive to a show to stand there for an hour and a half while we play the music is something, like, unfathomable. It's the power of music, though. It's absurd, yeah. So we're still kind of just enjoying it and, like, letting this happen. It's crazy. That's great. I got to be honest. I didn't realize the crowds you guys brought in were that big. We didn't realize either. either. I was looking at pictures. I was like, Jesus, these are huge crowds. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, this tour, like, uh, I mean, three or four of the dates are sold out already, and yeah. it's, like, pretty crazy to us, you know? Wait, your live show is captivating. So if people saw you on the Ingrid Michaelson tour, like, you really, yeah. when you guys perform, it stands out. It's not Thank just you. your Thank typical you. opener that kind of gets, like, forgotten about, looked over, or whatever. Like, you, there's an impact, there's a freaking light show. Jack, I don't know what possesses you, <laughs> but something, it's like, it's very, it's it's quite the scene. Thank you so much. And Ryan, like, you move. And Adam, you move more than I've ever seen you on stage. <laughs> like, yes, it's that's a, all I was going It's for. a lot. But you jump up and down, Ryan. Do, like yeah. you get He it, rolls but, his body nicely. Yeah, you it, notice that? Obviously, yep. I notice that. Are you kidding? Obviously. Come on. But you, Jack, I mean, it's like something possesses you. I don't Thank know. Thank you. I mean, what do you we feel what is it i feel like we just we stopped trying to be cool on stage we stopped i think you go to so many shows and you feel like the artist is like fronting you know trying to act what they not what they're not actually like in real life yeah we stopped doing that we just were our white nerdy selves on stage (laughs) yeah people were like cool i i I could take that we get off of that like we had this show in la with we the kings we were opening up for them and me and ryan were like walking outside and one of the guys from the show comes up to us he says you guys are so cool it just looks like you're in your basement and no one is in front of you and you just don't care and that was like the best compliment that we ever could have gotten because that's all anyone wants to see anymore it's just someone being true to themselves Mm -hmm. and just being themselves and through 10 years of performing, we started out street performing in the parks of New York City. We've eventually gotten to this place. So That's, thank you for noticing, though. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> no, it's incredible. It really, I, the show is awesome. And I, I got a chance to watch it from like different angles to see how the crowd reacted and like what actually happened. And like, you're, the best way to put it is it's like, it's like a group of friends hanging out in their basement making music and just mm. like jamming out. Cool. It's great. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Well, going back to the old album for a second, is it a good or bad thing to feel like Woody Allen? That's so, such a okay. good question. Oh, do you mean in terms of the problems surrounding him or just... Uh, <laughs> well, like, yeah, because, like, you know, you feel like... What feelings? So, okay, the, the, the idea behind that was Woody Allen's character in his movies. He's this super nerdy, physically just like... He's like this blah kind of guy. But he gets, like, these very, very good-looking, amazing girls. And it's... 
and he just doesn't have to try. And for some reason, he just succeeds so much. And we thought so that was much. the coolest and thing it's just the, the coolest guy we've ever seen on screen. So that was kind of the vibe that we were going for. And the song is just this, like, steady, moving beat. And it's just, we wanted to capture his films, you know? Well, he writes his own movies, so he can get the girl. That's exactly. how it works. Yeah, we're big fans of his movies, though, yeah. Are we in, we're in relationships. Obviously, Ryan, you're in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Jack, you have one, too. You met her. You weren't as drawn to her as Ryan's girlfriend, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I met her. She was a very nice girl. Adam, I didn't, yes. you, were, you weren't there. I was not there. You weren't at New Year's Eve. I was not. No. I was with my girl. You were with your girlfriend. Yeah. So the three of you were taken. We are, Zach, yeah. I mean, I'm not asking oh. for me, but you go on tour. Isn't that boring? <laughs> like, the, I mean, like, relax, all three of you. You're the one that needs to relax over here. Um, no, but isn't that boring? I feel like the, the one thing that I would want, like, as, like, if I was, you know, a musician touring, meeting all of these people, performing, controlling people's emotions with my music, I'd want, like, there'd be companionship there. And there'd be a want. People want that. People want to get with you. He wants to have sex with groupies, is what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Okay, now I know. He wants to bang the fans. There we go. That's a better way of saying it. I mean, the right ones. I feel like that's, like, the last thing that's on our mind when we're on tour, honestly. We're just, like, so in love with making the music and the idea of growing the fan base and stuff. I I just, we never really think about our fans in that way. Um, That's what they all say, Ryan. No, honestly. It's honestly true. Yeah, (laughs) I just, I think our fans are just, like, super chill and... We get to have great conversations with them about the music. I'm very happy with who our fan base is. There's not a lot of, like, you're so hot going on, which (laughs) happens fairly often. And it doesn't really happen in our shows. I grew the beard, and, like, he did too, so everyone would be like, oh, God, they're old. I mean, it could be an insult, but it also could be a compliment. Very humbling for the three of you. Totally. You know? You're not smoke shows, but they, they feel attracted to you. I'm not, Zach. Come you on. know, Jack, you're, looking, you're, you're fishing for compliments here, bro. <laughs> Ryan, what happened to your beard? I oh. can't grow oh. a bit. Mm. Yeah, I've tried, and it comes out like white and like Gandalf the Grey. Like. It's okay. Are you dying? Like, oh you get that checked out. <laughs> AJR, what's everyone's, what everyone's thinking? Yes. There There's no is. S after the what. Yeah. And then there's an S after the everyone. Yeah. What everyone's thinking. Wait, can I ask you a question before we end the Go. Interview? Yeah, you can go. I'm go just ahead. like curious. What What is it like for you guys? Because you have like Chris Martin coming in here saying like, this is the best interview I've ever done. And you have like, we, so we've seen all of your interviews basically. Thanks. Almost everyone ends by saying, this is the best interview I've ever done. What, what does that feel like? What's cool about Chris Martin is though, that we ended the interview and he's like, no, we're not done. Right. Yeah, wow. And he, he wanted, to keep, wanted to keep going, so we went for like an extra twenty minutes. No, but it is it is the cool like it, it it's a very it, it's cool to know that we have great conversation. But to be honest, like nothing nothing leads our conversations beyond curiosity and just interest. You know, it's like it's just a normal conversation, and it's cool that people mm. really like it. I, I'm I'm appreciative of their love for us because you know when everybody comes in here, you know I wanted to, our goal at least is to give them a great experience. Unlike any other radio stop mm-hmm. on the freaking tour, unlike any other freaking interview, talking about things they give a shit about, and talking to people that like you know not not that we're the same, but like there's there's more of a connection here than like if the person was 65 years old hunched over the table doing the thing or somebody who did like two seconds of prep and then wanted to sit down with an artist. So you don't consciously think I'm going to ask like really interesting, unique questions. It's just like kind of comes to you naturally. The the one thing that I think the the one thing that we that we're actively figuring out, obviously, is the three of us and how we all work because I bring something to a conversation and Dan brings something different and Heather yeah. brings her piece. Right. But the conversation isn't the same without the three of us. And But how mm-hmm. do we, you know, play up our beats and strengthen our beats while not losing, you know, other moments? 
So it's it's like a dance that we're we're figuring out, and he comes in. We come in with questions, but it's how it all flows and how it, how it works. Especially in this kind of setting, how do you deal with an interview with somebody who you're not interested in interviewing, or you feel like is not gonna? This respond? interview is like yeah, this switch. is not. We're like, genuinely so interested. interested. Yeah. It's such a different setting than any other radio. Interview. I just pretend like you're interested. Like if you guys right. are coming in, I listen to all your albums, research tweets, and I just research mm. it all. So learn as much about them as possible. But there's always something that interests you, yeah. right? Like everybody yeah. has a story. There's something to everybody yeah you just gotta you know? and if you're not interested pretend yeah like i'm doing now <laughs> <laughs> well I, I had a question for jack that i i forgot to get to it was yeah. about pcs mm-hmm. right going to pcs that gives you a very unique definition growing up of what fame is right yeah so i could talk about that a little and it's bit. a weird competition over there yeah um I actually, I have to disagree a little bit. I was actually very pleased with how little competition there was going on because uh, we actually started out as actors or we do when I was very young, I was like five years old and that world is extremely competitive and that's why I got out of it. I just really couldn't deal with that. But being in this school, everyone's just so happy for each other. And they're like, someone gets a part. Good for you, man. I play a show. Great for you. Uh, yeah. She goes to the It's really kind of special. And like going off of that, we have a song called Come Hang Out on, on our EP and it's, I came up with the concept because I was going through my texts with friends and um, probably the most common phrase is come hang out. And then I would respond, I can't, man. I have to go catch a flight tomorrow. I can't, man. I have to go do this. And so a big part of high school was me dealing with the fact that I'm going to miss half of high school because I'm focusing on this dream. Yeah. But I'm also going to miss my high school years of the partying and the, you know, getting to know myself, you know. AJR. What everyone's thinking? There you go. Is the EP out right now? And they're going on tour. And you're going. You're hitting a lot of stops. You're not hitting Los Angeles. I'm very upset about that. Yeah, we're gonna do another leg of the tour later and do the whole West Coast. Yeah, we didn't announce West Coast, and then all these fans hit us up saying they would come to shows. We had no idea. We had. I'm one of them. Yeah, one of them. What what songs are you gonna perform? We're gonna play "Come Hang Out," a cover, and "Week," a cover of "Rainbow Connection." Ooh! Yeah. Wow! Throw it back a little bit. Yeah. This is exciting. Okay, AJR, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you, you guys. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.